Hi, this is C.S. Punch, author of Serene Empowerment. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles can be described as a spiritual path which aims to bring about peace of mind by transforming our perception. And the world we live in, let's face it, is governed by perception rather than truth. Someone once wrote, Perception is more important than reality, and unfortunately, in the world we live in, our perceptions, beliefs, and opinions take precedence over the truth and reality. Not only consciously, as deliberate false representation and spin, but also unconsciously, when we innocently mistake our misperceptions about events, people, and situations for the truth. But, of course, in miracles, it's all about the correction, the transformation of our perception. I'm recording this on the 27th of October, 2020. On the 21st of October, 1965, the dictation of A Course in Miracles began. And I use the word dictation because A Course in Miracles library of books are channeled. So there are three main books in the course. These are the text, the workbook for students, and the manual for teachers. And there are also four supplementary volumes, clarification of terms, also called the use of terms, which is like a glossary, two pamphlets, one called the Song of Prayer, and the other one's called Psychotherapy, Purpose, Process, and Practice. And then there's a book of poetry called The Gifts of God. There's also been a sequel scribed by a different woman, which was first published in 2001, called A Course of Love. So that's by way of an introduction. So in this episode, I'll be giving a brief overview of the fascinating, sobering, provocative and inspiring themes of A Course in Miracles. Shuckman and Bill Thetford, research psychologists at Columbia University in New York, began working together in 1958. They had a difficult working relationship and a complex personal relationship. They worked in a competitive and hostile environment and Helen had considered leaving. However, in June 1965, they both resolved to find a better way of working and collaborating with each other to promote a more peaceful, harmonious environment in their department. During that summer of 1965, Helen began to have a series of sleeping and waking episodes. Bill encouraged her to record these experiences in the journal, and in some of these episodes, she heard an authoritative voice which she jokingly called a top sergeant. In October 1965, the voice that she encountered in some of her psychic episodes began to dictate a course to her. Once again, Bill Thetford encouraged her to do as the voice instructed. And after she received each segment of dictation, he would type up her notes. The process lasted for over seven years, and she, the voice, and Bill Thetford collaborated to produce the seven volumes of the A Course in Miracles library. Words that are commonplace in the English language 
often have different or additional meanings in A Course in Miracles. For example, the word real in A Course in Miracles means eternal, indestructible, permanent. So this means that only what is eternal, indestructible and permanent is real. Similarly, the word unreal means temporary, transient, destructible. And the term knowledge means union or to be at one with the mind of God. And it can also mean simultaneous communication with the source and with all living beings. The term illusions means the manifestations of false ideas. Although the authorship of A Course in Miracles is attributed to Jesus, the concept of Christ in A Course in Miracles doesn't refer to Jesus alone. In traditional Christianity, Christ is treated almost as if it's Jesus' surname. But Christ wasn't a name, Christ is a title, and this is a title that pre-existed Christianity. The title Christ in A Course in Miracles refers to divine awareness or we could call it unified loving consciousness or intelligent infinity or life itself before it inhabits physical form. This concept of Christ is also referred to as the Son of God or the Sonship in A Course in Miracles once again referring to our shared identity with Jesus, who refers to himself as our elder brother and also as our equal. The term Christ mind refers to the mind that we, as unified loving consciousness, all share. And the term Christ's vision means to see with the eyes of Christ, and this means to see the divine light or the mark of God or the one life evident in all living beings, not only humans, but animals, trees, plants, rocks as well. I'm just going to give a very brief overview of some of the main themes in A Course in Miracles. So the word universe from the Latin originally means combined into one whole. And one of the main themes of A Course in Miracles is that at the highest level of experience, all living beings within the universe share the same mind, consciousness and being. In A Course in Miracles, this is also called the sonship, as I said earlier. Another major theme of this work is that our world, as we perceive it, is an illusion. And as I said earlier, an illusion is the manifestation of a false idea. So the false idea that's at the root of the manifestations of our world is the idea of separation, the idea that we're all separate, finite, limited beings instead of eternal, infinite beings that share the same essence. Now, A Course in Miracles was being typed up in a university setting, Columbia University in New York. I mention this because in Course in Miracles, our Earth experience is described as being a learning situation. So it's kind of like a university, the Earth experience, with a curriculum. And each person's curriculum might come in their own different custom, tailor-made 
format, depending on their particular experiences, culture and background. But the essential content, the lesson for all, contains the same message. We're here to learn how to remove the barriers to our awareness of love's presence. And love's presence is another term for God. We're also here to dissolve and heal our collective amnesia of what we truly are, because we've forgotten our true identity. And that's why there's all these problems with global conflict, political conflict, social unrest, racism, prejudice, etc. Another major component of A Course in Miracles is that we're given different types of meditative and reflective practices. And these are learning aids which aim to restore our connection and communion with our Creator and with each other. In the preface of the uh, first edition, the author explains the difference between perception and knowledge and states that we're living in a world of perception, which is governed by time and sensory experience. He explains that our world of perception is a world of judgment and that it's based on subjective opinions and theories rather than fact or truth. Everyone sees their own version of reality based on their predominant, prejudgmental ideas about themselves, others, and their environment, and the world beyond. He states that perception is a function of the physical body and is limited to only what the body's eyes and ears see and hear and interpret and analyse. He says that the opposite of seeing with the body's eyes is seeing through the vision of Christ which he says is our shared identity, and that the opposite of hearing through the body's ears is to listen to the voice for God, which, this is a direct quote, which abides in each of us. So the author describes knowledge as truth, as eternal, contrasting it with the world of perception where everything is in constant flux. It's a world where everything is finite and has a beginning and end. And he states that it has been, that the world, our, our world, has been, this is another direct quote, founded on the belief in scarcity, loss, separation and death. The world we see is a result of our learning, programming and social conditioning. We see the manifestations of the false ideas that form the shaky foundations of our world. He talks about how our relationships are transactional and based on what we can get out of each other rather than being based on true giving and receiving. He describes how we weaponize our relationships and our friendships to create exclusivity rather than inclusivity. In the world of perception, everyone has conflicting purposes. Everyone has their own agenda rather than a shared purpose. Whereas in the realm of knowledge, everyone shares one divine purpose of the creator. So in this world of perception, not only do our agendas conflict with each other's, but we also have conflicting agendas and desires within our own mind. We're divided from others, but we also experience ourselves as divided within our psyche within our mind. The other major theme of A Course in Miracles is forgiveness, which is described as our only way of escaping from this world of perception and judgment and escaping the collective human dream. 
So here are a couple of parallels between the central themes of A Course in Miracles with other teachings. We can see a parallel between Plato's teachings about the world of becoming and change, the description in A Course in Miracles of the world of perception. Plato's world of becoming and change is a world of appearances and phenomena, and his description of the world of being, which is a world of inner understanding and insight, well, this description is comparable to the way that A Course in Miracles describes the realm of knowledge. Plato describes the journey from the world of becoming and change to the world of being as a process of initiation of moving from darkness to light. And in A Course in Miracles, this process is described as a journey without distance, a journey from where we think we are back to the place where we have always been. So it's a psychological journey, a mental journey. This brings to mind the famous quote from the poem by T.S. Eliot, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Parallels can also be drawn between A Course in Miracles' description of the world of perception and the allegory of Plato's cave, where prisoners, chained to a wall of a cave, mistake the dancing shadows on the wall of the cave for reality, and they see reality, slash heaven, as the fantasy. In philosophy and Buddhism, absolute truth is one of the terms that are used for knowledge, and relative reality is one of the terms that would be used for what A Course in Miracles would describe as the world of perception. Another metaphorical term that I use myself for the world of perception is the land of make-believe, because the world of perception is literally made from our beliefs. We manifest our beliefs and make them real for ourselves. One of the aims of A Course in Miracles is to correct our perception. It calls this true perception. We find a parallel for this in the Bible when Jesus says, When thine eye becomes single, thy body shall be full of light. So this is a metaphor for us moving from dualistic vision with two eyes to non-dual or singular vision with the Christ mind. Another parallel with the central theme of A Course in Miracles comes from the Law in One teachings, which says, All things, all of life, all of the creation is part of one original thought. And indeed, there is a quote in A Course in Miracles which parallels with this exactly saying, Spirit is the thought of God which he created like himself. The unified spirit is God's one son or Christ. So, the author of the course talked about it through another channel years later. So, I'm just going to close with a few excerpts from that discourse. He said, A Course in Miracles is a teaching device aimed at a specific goal or conclusion. That conclusion or goal is the re-establishment of peace. A Course in Miracles was given initially to two people who had asked from the depth of their being, 
although they weren't aware of it at the time, to be shown a way to perceive differently. A wise teacher first learns the language of the student, and the two that asked the question carried an orientation for experience through the intellect. Therefore, the teaching needed to be conveyed in a way that could be acceptable to them as the student. The course is designed only to re-establish the mind at peace and to cultivate within that mind the willingness to ask of what I've called the Comforter or the Holy Spirit for guidance. Those who would hold that the Course in Miracles is a complete teaching device within itself are accurate if they understand that it was given to those who are deeply embedded within the intellectual processes and that it has a specific goal that is self-contained. Those that would assert that viewing the Course in Miracles as a complete teaching tool in itself, if they take this to mean that there's nothing further to explore, nothing further to deepen and become, are inaccurate. View it then as a teaching device with a specific goal given in a way that is acceptable to those who have learned to abide primarily in the level of mind that is engaged in conceptualization. So, if you'd like to find out more about A Course in Miracles, I've started a new blog called ACIM Adventures. So, visit ACIM Adventures at blogspot.com for more information. That's all for now. Thanks for listening.